So if you were here last week, you will remember we are looking at the book of Jude. It's this super confusing, dense, weird book of the Bible. Not Revelation-like weird, but still pretty weird. Uh, And you might remember from last week what's going on in this community that Jude was writing to. Uh, There was this group of outsiders who snuck into a congregation, as he says, and embedded themselves there. And and likely it wasn't anything sinister motives or anything like that. But for Jude, that doesn't matter because these people were dangerous. They had these really weird beliefs. They thought they had evolved past morality. They no longer had to try and live by an ethical code. They thought they were getting direct messages from God, and because of that, they were throwing off anybody who might have had authority over them, and they were thinking that they were the greatest things ever and forgetting their place in the cosmos. And so Jude, one of the headest of honchos at the big mother church, thinks that this all is incredibly dangerous. It's going to screw up the others in the congregation. They're going to start getting confused and they'll start thinking they don't have to live by ethical standards and and they don't need to listen to authority figures and they're going to think they're in a higher station in life than they actually are. And then this can be dangerous both for the individuals themselves and for the community, the church as a whole. So we figured out by now who the bad guys are in the book. But now we have their victims, if you want to call them that. The just normal folks who are living their lives, just trying to live well. They became Christ followers. They signed on to a new way of life. And sure, they're not perfect, but they're committed. They're doing the best they can. And now you've got these other folks coming in claiming to have direct access to God and and that they're on a higher spiritual plane than everybody else. They're claiming that it doesn't matter how you live. And so now this normal Christian is like, wait, who do I believe? Because these people are telling me something that's diametrically opposed to what my church is telling me. But they say that they're spiritual gurus. And so I don't know what to do. So do you see how some folks might have had issues with this? Some folks might have had even a little bit of a maybe spiritual crisis or such. They're the pawns in this battle that's being played out at this level far above their heads, and they're catching the brunt of it themselves. So we've got folks doubting, questioning, worrying, nervous. What should I do? Who should I believe? And so Jude turns and talks to them, to the church, rather. Hey, be kind and gracious with one another. I know you don't like those interlopers who are coming in and screwing everything up. I don't either. That's the whole reason I'm writing this letter. But don't let your zeal against them go wild. Yeah, we have to deal with the root of the problem, these people who are coming in. But you've got normal folks as well who've just gotten really screwed up by getting all confused with what's going on. You've got some of them who, at least to some degree, have bought into this trap that, the, that these outsiders have set. But even in your zeal, your zeal that I absolutely love, says Jude, still be gracious to one another. Don't go around kicking out people who've been tricked by these people. Hold them as a community. Build them up. Pray for them. Don't kick them out even though they might be, quote-unquote, contaminated. Now, this imagery he uses, the last at the end there, is very interesting. Jude's 
language here doesn't particularly help him out a whole lot. Uh, he comes across as being super harsh, like, like, hate every single thing about these people, hate even their clothing. Um, but really, despite how it comes across as first, I don't think that's really quite what Jude is saying. The, the image that makes sense for me uh, is that of a skunk. You just got sprayed by a skunk. Not just like you're in the area, but like full on, just right on you. You just got sprayed by a skunk. Now your clothes are objectively horrible. <laughs> like, no one wants to be around you. It's disgusting. But the solution is not, well, I don't want to be around you because you stink, so I'm going to kill you. That's not the solution, right? <laughs> These, what would you do? Maybe stick a clothespin on your nose and then help them out of the clothes and get into the shower and wash off and scrub off all the junk from on their skin. They're going to be just fine. But those clothes, they are ruined. We, we may well just throw those things away, right? Because in Jude's language, we might need to just hate them. But the person themselves, they're going to be fine. They're going to get washed off. In a week, they'll be just... Nobody will know anything about it. Yeah, I know. Fine. A couple days. I don't know. How long does skunks last? Anyway. All right. Fine. However long it takes, people won't know anything about it. Uh, In the same way, Jude says, have mercy on some, even uh, hating even the clothing that's contaminated by all this junk that's going around. You don't just kick them out because they were duped. You have mercy on them. You don't just say, you're, and also, you don't just say, your contaminated clothing is fine. You can just wear it for the rest of your days. No, it's ruined. So, but you say, no, you're good. You're, you're going to get clean. You'll be all right. We're going to burn your shirt. But you're going to be all right. You're going to be fine. So some of these folks had fallen prey to this, these dangerous ideas, and, and we can't just let those dangerous ideas fester. We have to address them, and we have to weed them out. But we do it in love, in community, with abundant mercy. So just thinking about this book, for us, this book of Jude, it gets complicated, doesn't it? To some degree, Jude is not very helpful for us. Because Jews' emphasis on purity, on absolute rejection of those other beliefs, can lead to black and white thinking. And that's all about uh, conformity and uniformity and and difference is bad and therefore needs to be eliminated. There's a whole lot of churches that think that. And, uh, And this rhetoric from Jude... Well, no, so nobody reads Jude. But if they read this rhetoric from Jude, it would just egg them on. And so it just gives them justification for their perspective of we're right, you're wrong, everything has to be exactly my way to be okay. So at least in some situations, Jude's discussion here is unhelpful in thinking about our life together in community. However, to some degree, it is also a helpful corrective to us in modernity. When we're, very, when we're very focused on live and let live, on figuring out how to live in diversity, 
it can also mean we no longer have language to express clear-cut moral imperatives. If it's completely live and let live, then there's no criticism we can bring against white supremacists. If it's all just mind your own business, then we can't say anything about batterers or abusers. Jude is helpful in insisting that there are indeed these moral standards and that it matters not just to us individually but to our community that we are able to live up to them or at least be shooting for living up to them. And so as a community, we need to be engaged in helping each other to live well, to improve, to challenge one another, to be able to correct others who are out of line. That's what it means to be in a healthy, functioning community. And so for us in our modern day, Jude really represents this tension between these poles of both, uh, we, don't, we, we want to value diversity, and, and the variety of theology and thought that enriches our life together as a community. And we also want to insist that individuals' actions do matter to the community, that we have these principles that we need to live by and try and make sure we all live by to be in community together. And how does Jude want us to go Uh, to do pushing people to be better with abundant grace and mercy which is not pointing fingers and scolding which is not yelling at the other that they're wrong or even worse judging them behind their back or gossiping about them without rather than just addressing it with the person themselves We need to address these things with the person with abundant grace and mercy. So this week, may you think on this. May you think about what exactly are those non-negotiable values that we as a community hold. That we do need to make sure that people are living in harmony with. And may you challenge yourself to see how we as a community might be able to move more intentionally toward those values, both individually and communally. May it be so.